So bourbon and bluegrass might have distracted our indefatigable D.C. correspondent Todd Zwillick on the road all this week down south and yesterday in the state of Kentucky, but it didn't. He found that when you get away from the rallies and the shrimp and ham hors d'oeuvres and spend time in coal country and places where real Kentuckians live, you discover a broad and wide discontent about the economy. On a flattened hilltop near Centertown, a huge conveyor belt carries western Kentucky coal from deep in the ground and drops it onto a black mountain on the surface. This is the Armstrong Kronos Mine, home to about 320 workers. Ricky Hook. I'm a uh, mechanic. We do everything. It doesn't matter. Uh, Electrical, mechanical, whatever. Not one of these miners, including Ricky Hook, is under any illusions about what their rural community would be like without Kronos. Without this, it'll be a ghost town. You know, so many people. It's not just the people that work in the mines. Uh... Think about all the people that supply us with stuff, you know, the, the, the roof boats, all of the stuff that we get, you know, come from factories, and those people have to have a job also. Uh, you know, if we don't have coal mining around here, it'll just be a ghost town. It is an industry under threat. There are only about 12,500 people employed in mining and its supply industries now. That's the lowest in 85 years. Mining has been in decline for two decades or more because of competition from other energy sources and environmental regulations. Miners' numbers are dwindling, but they do make good money, and they vote. And what that means is that candidates like five-term Republican Senator Mitch McConnell and Democratic challenger Allison Lundergan-Grimes do plenty of mining of their own for support. And they both dig deep to show who's a better friend of coal. But at least among the pickup trucks parked outside the Kronos mine at the shift change, you hear a lot of ambivalence about both of those candidates. And it's not apathy. Miners are highly skeptical of the EPA. President Obama is extremely unpopular here. They just seem underwhelmed. They have a big impact on what we do, but neither one of them care. I mean, they ain't showed any of us anything. I mean... That's Nathan Morse. He's 23, and he's a pin man who works to keep the roof of the mine secure. Trying to pick one of lesser two evils. I ain't seen Allison Grime really try to do anything at all, and uh, Mitch McConnell, he really ain't uh, impressed us much. So, <laughs> McConnell and Grimes are in something close to a dead heat in Kentucky. They go at it in countless TV commercials and in daily rallies. McConnell campaigned this week with a few popular Republicans like junior Kentucky senator and possible presidential candidate Senator Rand Paul. But away from the rallies, Kentucky feels a lot different. This is the Kentucky Career Center in Louisville. It's where jobless people come to find out about unemployment benefits and about Connect. That's Kentucky's version of the Affordable Care Act. It's about as different an atmosphere as you can get from a campaign rally. I've never been in this situation before. I'm going to call my name. I ran into Leslie in the waiting area. She didn't want to give her last name. She just lost her job at a car loan company and is unemployed for the first time in her adult life. And when Leslie lost her job, she also lost her health coverage. It's gone. So now you know. And I do. I'm a person that has asthma, as a matter of fact, and can't even afford to, to get my the stuff that I need for myself, or the less any of my kids who may get sick. So it's pretty rough. 
Just outside the unemployment center, Tiffany, who also didn't want to give her last name, says she paid very little attention to the debate over Obamacare and Connect until last week when she was laid off after 16 years working at a major health insurance company. It's kind of like a new era. You know, you, know, you, you hear about it, you see it on the news, but you're, it's kind of like an N.A. It's not applicable to you until it becomes applicable. And then you, you kind of have to find out what is Kentucky Care, what is Obamacare, what, what is Kentucky Connect. So it doesn't apply to you until it applies to you. And now it applies and to now you. now it applies to me. <laughs> so. Kentucky's unemployment rate in September was 6.7%. That's a bit above the national average. All of the uncertainty and apprehension at the coal mine and at the unemployment center might make you think things are pretty bad overall in Kentucky. Well, not everywhere. This is Kelvin Cooperage on the outskirts of Louisville. Workers are assembling solid oak staves into barrels. Those barrels are toasted and then lit on fire on the inside for a charcoal coating that helps give bourbon its flavor. Bourbon barrels have to be new, but scotch barrels in Europe don't. So Kelvin does a two-way trade. Make new barrels for Kentucky bourbon, then buy the used barrels back and resell them overseas. Paul McLaughlin is Kelvin Cooperage's vice president, standing in an empty warehouse where all the barrels have been sold. Business is great right now. It's booming. Bourbon uh, and whiskey in general are booming all over the world. So we've seen a huge increase in demand for the used barrels. We've also seen a huge kind of um, growth out of nothing of this craft distilling segment. Five or six years ago, there weren't a lot of craft distillers around, and uh, their growth has been incredible. So now, for example, today we're making smaller barrels for craft distilleries and we're shipping them to just about every state you can imagine. Kelvin has around 90 workers and McLaughlin says he's been affected by the delays in implementing Obamacare's employer mandate. He doesn't like all the uncertainty, but as we walk back into the workshop, McLaughlin tells me that business is so good that at least for the business, the election seems remote. Yeah, from a business standpoint, it it doesn't mean much, but you know, from a personal standpoint and just as a, as a citizen, yeah, obviously it means a lot. But ultimately, Kelvin's barrels only sell if there's plenty of business for Kentucky bourbon. Well, business is phenomenal. That is Bill Samuels, a retired, self-described gadfly who spent 36 years as president and CEO of Maker's Mark Distillery. It's amazing. We've been waiting about 230 years for this. It's been a slow come, yeah. but it seems real. Uh, it doesn't seem... Fattish. All the Kentucky distilleries are participating. Participating to the tune of $3 billion a year now, according to a recent industry report. Most big distilleries are corporate-owned these days, but employment in Kentucky's bourbon industry has doubled over the last couple of years and is expected to double again. Pretty much every distiller in the state is putting up big money to expand. Well, we're not a normal small business. I mean, with the boom... Samuel says he has strong personal opinions about the Affordable Care Act, and Maker's Mark is just the kind of business that should be worrying about it right next to an election. But it's not, because they're making too much money. Well, we worry about it because it, it, it affects business, but uh, it's not the most important thing on our plate right now. This is Todd Zwillick in Louisville, Kentucky, for The Takeaway.
On Notes from America, we have conversations with people across the country about how we can truly become the nation that we claim to be. Each week, we talk about race, our politics, education, relationships, usually all of them, because everything's connected. And you, our listeners, are at the center of those conversations. I'm Kai Wright. Join me on Notes from America, wherever you get your podcasts.